Chasing Kangaroos acknowledges the First Nations people as the strong and resilient custodians of the land, waters and skies from which we record. We pay our respects and gratitude to the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation who nurtured this country for generations and whose stolen land we record these podcasts. We pay respects to their leaders, past and present and emerging, and to the countless First Nations people who have done so much to enrich our game of rugby league. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello and welcome to Chasing Jillaroos. My name is Big T, but most importantly, it's Mary Kay. Welcome to week two, Mary. Thank you so much for having me. What a first week we've had. Yes. Um, tell me anything interesting in the in the wonderful world of Blue Tick, Mary Kay. Look, nothing particularly interesting, Big T, although I will say to people who are super keen to get their NRLM team to also have an NRLW team, Just be aware that it really does create double the amount of stress for you on a weekend and consider whether you want to invite that into your life. I can't wait. Um, (laughs) I I did thoroughly enjoy the amount of social media chat that was happening during during the game, after the game uh, and and things like that. It's great to see that that's, that's fully starting to blossom as well. In fact, I saw a fantastic article on the Raw um, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, but it was just some talking points that I wanted to walk through, and so maybe um, we could do a few of them first. Do you think continuity will prevail over untested combinations? <laughs> Are you trying to test me whether I know what I put in my own article? <laughs> no, not test you at all. I'm just tapping your incredible brain. I read that article. Oh. It was one of the best articles I'd read from the weekend thing, and it just happened to be by my co-host. What a surprise, not a surprise at all. But do you think continuity will prevail over untested combinations? I think the answer is Big T, probably too soon to tell. But I think after what we saw on the weekend, one of the questions leading into every NRLW season is how will new combinations work? And I think particularly for the Parramatta Eels, we saw some glimpses but their new spine is still absolutely coming together, whereas teams like the Dragons and probably the Roosters as well have largely kept a very similar squad from last year and they've essentially picked up right where they left off. And pathways, do you think the pathways are working? Yeah, I do, and I think there are a couple of really amazing players that we can point to to demonstrate that. So my first is uh, my gal, Andy Robinson, who plays for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. She scored a try on debut. And for those of you listening and watching at home, you may remember Andy because she scored a double in the uh, State of Origin under-18s match for the Blues. Now, growing up, Andy played a number of sports, including Oztag and then Kate Mullaly, who, who works across a number of rugby league clubs in coaching, asked her if she wanted to come across to the Sharks to play in their Tasha Gale competition. <laughs> She did. 
She progressed up to Harvey Normans and now is not only playing State of Origin in the under-18s but is playing for the Dragons. And then, Big T, I'm going to let you talk about the other one if you like, a Miss Jessie Southwell who at 17 years old is the youngest woman in the history of the NRLW. I did not know. Hold on. The incredible Knights lady with the headgear, the halfback. So there, oh, there are Hannah. two. There's yeah, Hannah yeah. and there's yeah. Jessie. Sending best wishes to Hannah for what is a suspected ACL at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But her sister Jessie also scored on debut and Tasha Gale, who the Tasha Gale competition is named after, when I asked her last year about players to watch in her own competition, she said Jesse. Yeah. And and they're both weapons. Can I also just – that game was incredible. We're going to get to it soon. And maybe – I'll do it now. While you're talking about Tasha Gale and talking to her, her commentary is also now at a next level. And I, and I hadn't noticed that except for – I think I watched all of the NRL um, W games, obviously, and, and there's a concerted effort from Fox at the moment to have our diversity of voices. Um, which, which is good, uh, but I hadn't noticed how a lot of them are still developing until Tasha came on, and she was so good. Like her commentary, her her color commentary is is at the high level of of what we'd expect on all sports commentary, and she was so enjoyable to listen to. Um, and I thoroughly enjoy that game. I mean, for the football, but but her insights and her and the way that she was engaging and her flow and whatever was just excellent. Um, so it's also I just had never thought about that, but it's also and as the game grows, there's also experience in all facets that are also developing and and growing and getting better. Couldn't agree more, Big T. And I know for someone like Tasha, who um, was part of the women's game during a time where she probably never thought we'd get here, mm. for her to be involved is. I know it's special for her, but we are very lucky to have the benefit of her expertise. Yeah, yeah, and her respected voice echoing. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. So let's let's look at those games. Round one, first game Saturday on the twentieth. It was Eels versus Roosters at Combank with a crowd of uh, twenty six thousand four hundred fifty one. Roosters ended up winning thirty eight to sixteen. Eels tries were to Sele Malangi, uh, Samama Taufa, who's always training the house down, and Vanessa Foliaki. Brooke Morgan Walker was two from three. Roosters tries, Jermaine Afrasad had a double. Isabel Kelly, Captain Courageous, also got a double. Jess Sergis got one. Olivia Koenig, Chania Power, and Leanne uh, Tufuga. I should have – how do you say that one? Tufuga. Let me have a look at the way that it's spelt because that is always the way that I get it, big T. Tufuga. I I think the vowels. Yeah, go. Just give me a minute while I find it. Sorry, uh, Big T, uh, this is bad listening. No, it's my fault as well. And Zahara Tamara was three from Tamara, eight. Tamara. Yeah, Tamara, right? Because that's how they Tamara. were calling it in that game. I'd it always is say definitely Tamara. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think I we all did because it rhymes, but yeah. it's, yes, it's Tamara. <laughs> yeah. Tamara. Yeah. Uh, well, just tell me quickly, you were obviously at that game. I certainly was, Big T. The double header, and you had to ride the roller coaster of, of the Eels 
W and then the, the Eels M both taking you on, on very different journeys. Uh, what, what did you – well, actually, no, I want to ask you, what stage did you think that they weren't in at? Mm, it's a good question. I was pretty worried when we were 12-0 down, I have to say. Uh, Zahara Tamara was struggling a little bit with the boot, so the scoreline could have been a bit uglier. Yeah. They really took it away from us in the second half. But I suppose, Big T, the two words that I really want to utter and the two words that I really want to talk about, Samantha Bremner. Yes, oh, my God. Imagine, Big T, just just imagine, if you might, for a second, (laughs) that you are an NRLW team. You lose your opening two games of the season because you are missing one of your best players in Corbin Baxter. Corbin Baxter returns to you in week three and you and your team then go on to win the premiership. Unfortunately, Corbin Baxter is unavailable this year as she is expecting her second child. Congratulations to Corbin and her husband. But then imagine that you replace Corbin Baxter with a woman that has just come back from having her second child in Sam Bremner who absolutely goes on to just dominate the competition, 171 metres, 11 tackle breaks. She was incredible, Big T. She carved us. Yeah. And that was a season record so far as well, 11 tackle breaks. That's the most that anyone's done um, so far. And you know who she's only just beating? Captain Kelly with 10. So the Dragons, Oof. the Roosters, sorry, were just having an absolute time on both sides. Once You're right, once that second half really started to launch, because uh, there was a real part of me when I was watching it, um, the kicking was keeping you in it because I think it was 12-18 or something, 12-16. It was quite close, but it felt like the Roosters had scored a lot more points but weren't very far ahead. So I thought if, if the Eels score again, mm, you'd be in front. Was. And, and uh, you'd be in front and it would have been a crazy, crazy um, second half. But the Roosters pulled away and it was through those those incredible tackle breaks and, and attacking plays was just outrageous, so good. I think the other thing, Big T, that I really noticed in this game was that Parramatta is obviously a new team. I felt like their defence was retreating a little bit and I felt like particularly in the opening stages of the competition, the Roosters really dominated. Right. Kennedy Charrington came on midway through the first half and it was almost like Dean Witters had told her to go and, like, wreck stuff because she <laughs> came on, she really brought the energy, she pushed her team, she brought the aggression, and I felt like that was when Parramatta really started to fight their way back into the contest, and I felt like they moved away from that again in the second half. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Uh, one other person I want to give a quick highlight to is Samima Taufa, who's not only training the house down but also tackled the house down. She is currently leading Everyone in the competition was 51 tackles. Second mm-hmm. is Brittany Braley-Nati with 38. So she's out tackling everyone. Um, daylight is essentially second. So um, an absolute weapon. I don't see – I mean, we'll get to predictions later, but I didn't look at that and just think the Eels are cooked this year. I, I, I see what you're saying about the defensive um, lapses there, but that, that, that can be ironed out. Like at the end of that game, were you thinking bloody hell or were you thinking, okay, on to the next one? No, no, I'm always thinking on to the next one. I yeah. think it's far too early to be making those sorts of comments. And I think we saw from the Roosters last year, they dropped their first two matches and went on to win the Premiership. Parramatta do have some challenges that they need to overcome, but I don't think it's lights out just yet. Can we call lights out on this game and move on to the next one? I think we can. 
Dragons, Titans. Uh, Dragons ended up winning this one 26-12 at Wynn Stadium, a crowd of a bit over 5,000. Tries were to Emma Tomagato, Andy Robinson, Tegan Berry got a double, and Paige McGregor. Uh, Rachel Pearson was three from five, including a penalty goal. Stephanie Hancock scored a double for the Titans. Mm. Only tries and uh, Lauren Brown converted both of them. Did you know when Stephanie Hancock scores because the ball gets deflated by a third when she destroys (laughs) it with those kicks? It's unreal. She's one of my favourites, Big T. Yeah. uh, So tell me about the dominant display with the Dragons. What were your takeaways? Yeah, it was. And to be honest, as I said, just like the Roosters, they really picked up where they left off last Mm. year. I thought Rachel Pearson really controlled the match beautifully with her kicking game, but there was some real power, I thought, in the Dragons' um, forward pack. So Holly Wheeler made 149 metres, Kezi Apps 116. And then when you've got the lights of Tegan Berry, Emma Tonegato and Andrew Robinson in the backs, I mean, they work off that energy and they were able to make plenty of metres themselves. Here's some interesting stats. Titans had more possession and but a worse completion rate, which I think is what you'd go to with it, with your coaching. But in terms of dummy passes, I don't know if someone's miscounted this, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the NRL, so I'm sure they're fine. The Dragons threw, allegedly, three dummies the entire game, and the Titans threw 37. I don't know what that says, or it just is an anomaly. You know, what just, is it? What's a dummy, Big T? Like, what do they count as a dummy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you double pump but then pass it, did you ever dummy, or do you have to dummy and then take the tackle? Or I don't know. Yeah, this is um, this is. If you know, please tell us. Someone, someone in the please let us know. Help us. Help Jason us. Hillary's universe would be able to tell us. Uh, but anyway, there, there you go. Whatever, however they count it, thirty-seven to three is an outrageous um, stat. So, what are you putting it down to? You're putting it down to because these are two teams that you you identified last week as not having really too much of a change. I know that the Dragons pick up where they left off, but is it the Titans like just weren't very good last year and it's continued on or why were the Titans not good enough in this game? I think the Titans were okay last year, Big T, and we're seeing them be okay this year. The challenge yeah, okay. with a six-team six competition is that someone's going to have to finish fifth and sixth, right? Mm. There's probably not going to be a lot separating these teams. Um but, yes, I feel like the Titans sort of have picked up where they left off last year. They've also had some changes to their spine as well. We've obviously seen Emily Curtin move in there. And they've got room for improvement too. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And also, I mean, penalties weren't bad, errors weren't bad, yeah. So maybe it's just Polish or whatever and, and, and they'll get there. Um, anything else on this game? No, I think that's it, Big T. Well, let's get to – I don't want to say the game of the round because, I mean, they're all – Oh, you do, though, but you do. But, yeah, but this game had some real highlights in it. Knights, 32, defeating the Broncos, 14. It was at McDonald's Jones Stadium. Uh, didn't have a – doesn't have a attendance for me, but there was a, there was a good crowd there. Just I've got south, one. I'll go. 8,323. And they were loud. Just Southwell, Autumn Raid, Stephen Staley. Uh, Romney, Tetzel, Tyler, Prettyborn, Caitlin Johnson with you know one of the most excited tries of the year. Bobby Law, it was four from six from Kira did with the boot. Julia Robinson scored for the Broncos. So did Taryn Aiken and Juliet Robinson. Ali Brigginshaw one from three. Go. I mean, you picked it. I predicted Broncos. I think you tipped Knights. Go. Well, uh, tell me about it. Shout out to Millie Boyle, who at the end of the game said that was for you, Newcastle, and 
Look, Big T, I know you're a suffering fan, but I feel like Newcastle fans have already suffered a lot too. So mm-hmm. shout out to Millie Boyle. Um, the Knights are really, really good. And it's a combination of a number of things. Not only have they signed some amazing players, the likes of Tamika Upton and Millie Boyle, they had some talent up there like Romy Teitzel and Caitlin Johnson. Throw into the mix Hannah Southwell and Jesse Southwell. You got a team, Big T. Yeah, yeah, it was great, and and it was just it was just pure talent because in in terms of stats, same possession. In fact, in, the Broncos actually looked better on paper because they had a better completion rate. They have a faster play the ball speed. They had all, all runs and post contact meters. Everything's kind of the same. The the Knights end up having more line breaks uh, and tackle breaks, and it's they the, they were the electric bits, and they were the bits that really. I think gave that Knights team momentum and belief and, and being at home, I think that was the reason why they could just go on with it. I want to quickly talk, though, about the Broncos because there was that incredible break by Southwell, the one that's on everyone's um, highlight mm. moment where she skips through and then stepping that, that fullback, oh, my God, just standing her up was incredible. But the cover tackle, do you, do you from, I'm sure you've watched that replay as many times as I have, do you know who comes and tackles her before she scores? Oh... It's I've watched Ali, it a million times. It's Ali the Goat Brigginshaw. Comes out Your of queen, nowhere. huh? How on earth is that lady still doing what she does? I mean, it's just the who, – who – and that's, that's halfback on halfback. The lady is just able to read what was happening while it was happening and get there and put her body through all of that to make that tackle. I just have so much time. I've never felt this way about a Queenser in my life. And so maybe that's why I just get so excited about it. Incredible. And in a, in a losing game like that, but still just putting everything she's got everywhere. So proud. And I think that's the Broncos culture, to be honest, Big T. They never, ever give up. And they are a team that um, have never lost an opening round in the NRLW. I think, <laughs> to be honest, this season's going to be a bit tough for them. They're rebuilding a little bit. They've lost quite a few of their star players. But they were very much in this game. Mm. Yeah, no, the yeah, the Knights didn't. The Knights, the score looks a lot bigger than it than it was. Did I also hear that's the first time the Broncos have ever now lost two games in a row? Yeah, it probably will be. Yeah, wow, absolutely loving this, and for it to be to the Knights. Oh, are right? you? You're loving this? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the Knights are my team at the moment until until the real season starts in 2023. So um, I'm all about it. And so we we briefly touched on Caitlin Johnson. We know. The, we, the podcast did an interview with her last season or the beginning of this year. She is from that area, captain, the, the inaugural, the first person to be signed to the club, the, the first captain, all of that stuff, to see her score like that and she um, at home in that win, oh, tingling. It was. And Big T, I know footy teams always mean a lot to their fans, but we know that there's something special about footy in Newcastle and I know they've really gotten around this team and will continue to do so as they are march towards the premiership. So from that game, I mean, are they the real deal, do you think? I think they are, Big T. Um, what I will say, though, no disrespect to the Broncos, Ooh. I want to see them come again, come up against, say, the Roosters or the Dragons. Mm. I'm really, really interested in one of those matchups. Yeah, because you're just feeling like maybe. Well, what are you suggesting there? That the I'm I mean, feeling that the Broncos have tapered away just a little bit, just a little bit. So if I had to give you a top four now, based on what we've seen 
in no particular order, I'd have the Knights, the Dragons, the Roosters, Broncos. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, Broncos in fourth. Mm. So it's essentially the, yeah, but, and we're not going to see them next week either. Uh, that, well, they play the Titans, which we just had to look at um, in a sec, which is a real real shame because I, I kind of want to see that matchup too, but maybe we'll just see more building. We'll oh, you'll it. see it, Big T. Yeah. Don't worry, and then you'll see it. It'll blow up. Can't wait. Um, injury reports from that, just from the end of that week, Elsie Albert had an ankle injury um, before the game. And I, it was amazing when I was watching that story on the sidelines. I, was, I hadn't seen what was happening, so it was really disappointing. Tasman Gray also ended up with an ankle injury. And as you said before, Hannah Southwell's got a suspected ACL. Do you have any inside mail about where any of those are up to? I don't, Big T, but yeah. now that I know you'll be asking me for inside mail, I'll, I'll start doing some digging. Can't promise anything, but I'll do some digging. <laughs> and uh, also Georgia Hale uh, has been put on the judiciary for a grapple tackle. Um, so the latter, as it stands at the moment, goes Roosters, Knights, Dragons, just as you said, Titans, Broncos and Eels. Still early for the Eels. Um, but we don't think it's too early for the Broncos. So we're thinking, you're maybe now thinking it's kind of, that's going to be the ladder except for Eel Swap with Titans. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, Big T. If that's mm. where we ended up at the end of the year, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. But it is still very, very early. And I will say for the Eels, um, Gail Broughton looks really, really strong. And Brooke Walker, her first game in the halves, I thought she looked pretty good. So... It's not lights out for any team, and my predictions could be drastically wrong. But as I said, it wouldn't surprise me if the latter remained very similar. Yeah, I agree with you that the Roosters and Dragons proved that they looked just as good as last year, mm. and the Knights, the Knights' new signings immediately fired. So I think I think you're probably going to be right. Let's talk about next week. Broncos and Roosters are on Saturday at one ten at Suncorp. What are you feeling there? I'm going to tip the Roosters, Big T. Yep. Not I think this is a re- it is a revenge game for the Broncos, uh, but I think the Roosters have picked up where they left off last year, and I feel like the Broncos have been weakened slightly. Mm. Sunday at midday, so I really hope it's not too hot. It's at, at Combank, Eels versus Dragons. I'm a little worried about this one, Big T. Yeah. I- Look, I'm just going to say this. Um, I'm part of a work tipping comp and the NRLW has just become part of it. So basically you have to tip all the men's and you have to tip all the women's. I have been teetering between three points off the lead and two points off the lead for Ooh. the last eight weeks. My, you know, the guy leading, I have to, the guy leading picked the Roosters against the mm. Eels and I fell back to three and then the Knights saved me. I'm going to mm. have to tip the Dragons, I'm afraid, with a, with a heavy heart, with a very <laughs> heavy heart. Also, shout out to anyone who updated their app looking for the women's NRLW, tipped, and so then got an extra three or four points before everyone else um, because to you. You, should have, um, you should have known the NRLW was starting. And then the last game, Titans versus Knights. And tip the Knights. Yeah. And look, if last weekend was anything, or sorry, yeah, the last round was anything to go by, this could be a bit of a touch-up. Um, well, look, it could be. But what I will say about the Titans, and, and maybe this is not the right example, they did beat the Broncos last year. Now, it's a little different, you know, Queensland rivalry, all that stuff. But, you know, the Titans have some quality. I, I'm definitely tipping the Knights, but, you know, we, we could see some upsets. 
It is at Seabus, and it is quickly becoming my favourite time to watch football, 6pm on a Sunday night. Um, yeah, it is pretty good. I was loving that this weekend. Um, now, any other amazing little stat bits you've got in your pocket that I didn't lead you to? No, I think you led me pretty well tonight, Big T. Thank you. But there is one thing that I'd like to float live on air. Mm. (laughs) Big T, you and I have spoken about doing an NRLW Spaces on Twitter. So just putting the call out there, if anyone's interested, let us know and we might consider it for one of the the future weeks. What do you Mm. think, Big T? I love it. And also if anyone's got something particularly that they wanted to say as well, tell us when to do the um, Spaces so you can also talk. Doesn't have to be. Yeah. Doesn't have to just. Oh, be. I'm expecting people to talk, Big T. It's not just about you and me. Oh gosh, yeah, I want input from people for sure. Someone for could sure. Have, someone could have told us whatever ridiculous question we had before. Oh yeah, how do they stats run on dummies? Someone could have told us immediately rather than letting us I've do an extra. I've never heard that stat either. I love it. I love it. And thank God they don't do that in my touch football because the amount of dummies with double pumps they throw <laughs> is outrageous. Probably more tack- I do more dummies than tackles probably. So, uh, Okay, Mary, you've been an absolute pleasure. Uh, if you've listened all the way down to this bit, we'd love to interact with you on Twitter and Instagram about the NRLW. Find Mary at Ladies Who League and me at The Biggest Tiger and, of course, the show at Chasing Ruse Pod. Mm-hmm.